Hey, welcome into uh, Orange 13, episode number 13, live in a new studio. Yeah, we got the new studio in a basement. It's amazing. It's wonderful. <laughs> and we got some, uh, our normal guests here. We got Josh. How are you doing, Josh? Hey. Hey. We got Jojo. Hey, how's it hey. going? We have a special guest all the way from Cincinnati, Cincy Town. Who Cin- we got here? Cincinnati. Jordan Kerner got to be here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this thing. Cincinnati. Come back to That's right. <laughs> Episode number 13. Like we promised a few episodes ago, we were going to do identity. Identity and specifically identity in Christ. And Josh, you asked the question in that episode. Do you remember the question you asked? Why is that so important? Do you remember how you said it? I do not. That I sounds about accurate for you. That <laughs> sounds right. <laughs> You had were to do asking, something like, why is it important? Why do yeah, we talk why about is that it? important? Why, yeah, why is it important? So let's just throw it out there. Why is card. identity important? And specifically, as we're talking about teenagers, but not just teenagers, adults as well, why mm-hmm. would identity, mm-hmm. identity be important? Uh, well, for, I, I, I can jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I like how when you said identity at the, at the get, you're, it reminded me of like those gingivitis commercials where it's like gingivitis, <laughs> like, identity. I don't know. It's, it's funny to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, identity, I think it just kind of governs everything, right? I mean, it's um, the way you view yourself a lot of times will uh, dictate how you view others, especially if um, you don't have a, a, a quote like Christ lenses as you view the world. So um, if you view yourself poorly or you have things that you, you deal with um, that, that affect how you see others uh, it's going to govern, you know, the way that you act on a day-to-day basis. So I think discovering who you are as an individual, how you see yourself, I see others. I mean, that kind of dictates everything, right? Yeah. I think of when you said identity, the first thing that came to mind was belong. Like everyone is wired to have a desire to belong somewhere to something with something, some group, whatever. I don't know why, but I just feel like, whether you are a believer in Jesus or not, you always are searching for where do I fit in this world? What's my purpose? Why am I living? Why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Kind of all these questions that we ask, these why questions to try to fit in somewhere. So that's what I start to think about when I think about identity. But it's a good start. Josh, when you talk with high school students and you've, you've talked about identity mm-hmm. with students, what, where did that come from? Why are you talking to them about that? We we just go to in the trump cards like, hey, your identity is found in Christ. It's not found in the sports that you do or your grades or things like that. But my whole thing last time we talked about was like, why do we say that? Like, what's the meaning behind it? And then how do we best effectively communicate that to students? And so for me, it's like identity is like who who you are like and what that's about. And I think that's the first thing I had to kind of dive into is like, okay, who am I like? I'm Josh King. Like, what am I? And like, when people perceive me, who do they perceive me to be? And then when you know, and and, and as I go around the world, like, and, and and engage with other people, like, who do people see me as? And I was talking to the student about this, and we're just talking about like who, like, who do you think people, when they see you, what's the first thing they probably think about you? And I started thinking about that, and it's just like, okay, if we talk about our identity in Christ, like, sh- like should we reflect like who Christ is? And so I think. I don't know. I'm just wrestling with like when we say identity in Christ, you know, does that mean who we are in Christ? Like, mm-hmm. are we supposed to show like and when we say identity in Christ is like we're supposed to be reflecting who Christ is to the world. Um, when we say identity in Christ and we're supposed to find our identity in who Jesus is, like, what does that even look like? Um, and so we've talked about multiple times and 
again, I want to hear everyone else's things, but like, I'm, I'm looking at it like, okay, why do we say that? Like, that's the first thing we always go to. Well, your identity is found in Christ. And then again, like I said, a couple podcasts ago or whatever, but I was like, okay, but they're also like, well, my identity is also in how well I'm doing in school or how well I'm doing in the sports team or like what my parents say about me or what my friends say about me because no offense <laughs> to the world or the church, but they could care really less about like their identity in Christ right now and more it's identity of like who they perceive people to think that they are. Um, and I'm kind of wrestling that with students right now because they're so fixated on that rather than like actually being like, well, so I don't know. I just went on a tangent, but that's, that's the, <laughs> that's the thing I'm kind of wrestling with right now. It's like this culture of like, they're pretty much dictating of who you are supposed to be. Um, instead of finding like, what does Christ actually say about me? And so I think we have to go beyond just saying, well, your identity is in Christ. What does that look like? Hmm. What does that mean? How do you walk that out? How do you live that out? Like, instead of just saying these things, like, and it's just our trump card, like, how do we begin to live that out in our lives? So the students see that in us, you know, and for your girls and, and you know, for your basketball players, like, right. and your students, like, how do we actually live that out? Because if they see our identity in other things, then it's really hard for us to say, well, your identity is found in Christ. So just walk in that, like. That, that means nothing to me. Well, I hope you don't say it like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> that Sometimes. would be step one. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Well, I don't know. I just, that's what I'm kind of wrestling with right now. And like my dad would talk about that a lot. And I, I mean, I'd share some stuff. I talked to him again about it and what he, how he brought us up like growing up in that way. But yeah, I just think it's something that we have to begin to live out in front of our students too, as well. Mm. Instead of just actually just saying it, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, you bring up two questions. I would say, okay, so what does uh, identity look like for somebody who is kind of going by how the world sees them? Mm-hmm. So how does that define their their identity? So what does how does the world put parameters around somebody's identity? What are some factors that we see every day? Culture, family, school, success, success. performance, yeah, like power, yeah. Yeah. Success. grades, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. All these things dictate how you see yourself, which mm-hmm. is weird because it's like. These things are supposed to help you succeed in life, mm-hmm. but then it can also be the very thing that you box yourself in. And so you say, well, the world says I'm this, so that I must be this. And so it starts to become this thing where it's like, these aren't tools to help you succeed, but rather the things that actually keep you very boxed in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing that a lot with my students. And so, yeah. Mm. Okay, so if we had those, those parameters that kind of define... Uh, how the world kind of puts identity on us. So when you say identity in Christ, what you know what that means. I think you know what that means. What do you think that means? Without saying it as a moron, what, what do you think? What do you think I'll that try means? to say it as a normal person. I don't care. Say it. Just, let's explain. <laughs> what do you think that means? So when we say identity in Christ, I feel like that's something that's so... It's it's very powerful and it's so much meaning behind the actual phrase identity in Christ and the sense of like when you say identity of identity in Christ that is meaning like you are no longer yourself. Like if we're being more and more like Jesus every single day, not saying like I'm going to lose my personality or the things that I love, like no, you don't lose your passions, but in the sense of more of like the Lord is continuously transforming you and you are now being made holy and worthy and beautiful and whole and like all these things that I feel like we have to kind of dive more into is like you're being made whole in Jesus. Like 
And I think that's just so powerful for a lot of students right now who feel like broken in, in the midst, even if they have a two pair home, they come from money, they have great, all these things are going for them. They still feel broken and incomplete. And so we start saying like, Hey, like you're being made whole in Jesus. And like, that just looks so much more different than what it looks like for like, I mean, a lot of things. And so I don't know. I just, I'm even wrestling with it right now. And it's like, if we're someone like, Hey, who are you? Well, I'm Josh King, you know? And like, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean for you to like follow Jesus and be made whole in Jesus? That's another thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going on rabbit trails. No, it's good. But what, yeah. what if I say this to you? What if I say, Josh, you are already new. You are already whole. You are already holy. Mm. Because isn't that what Jesus said? Isn't that what Paul said in Ephesians? Yeah. You are holy and blameless yeah. in the sight and of the And that's Lord. actually, that's what my dad brought up. And that was like the first book that I actually ever read in the Bible was Ephesians. And he read that to us every single time. It's like, and so if we start, I think we just communicate in a different way of being like, you are like, you are being made holy. Like you and I, and you, I mean, you're right. Sorry. You are holy. Like mm-hmm. you and all these things. And cause Christ. it goes back to the whole most Sunday morning services goes from, you're not there yet. Yeah. You need this mm-hmm. message to get there. Yeah. Half truths. Here's three things. Yeah. Go home and do these things and you'll be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, that's not the gospel. The gospel yeah. says you're new now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, we talked in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that a couple weeks ago in youth is like, we get these half truths of like, you're broken, you're dirty, you're all these things. I'm just like, we got to maybe start communicating things a little bit different. Yes. You were born into sin, but once you're in Christ, like you are now being made whole, like you are a new person in Christ. And that's what my dad was just hitting on is just like your identity is no longer, oh, I'm Josh King here on this earth. But it's like you are like a king, like, <laughs> like you know, a king of like, you know, and your dad is like, not me. Like, he's a king king. because That's my last name. But like you're a king of like or a prince of like the most high God and like just communicating those things to students of like. And it's weird. I don't know. But it just got me thinking of just like the way that we communicate some of these biblical terms, Christianese terms, maybe just be a little reformed or change and just expressed in a little bit more of saying, instead of just being like, well, you suck. <laughs> like, And again, like you said, like, well, here's three things you need to go home with and apply this in your life so you don't suck anymore. And I don't know. That seems a lot more like self-help than actual like there's someone who's already done it for you on the cross. Yeah. So. We kind of start with, hey, you're not there yet. Mm. You're there. It's more of um, Eugene Peterson wrote a book, uh, Kingfish Catching Fire. Mm. And he talked, the first chapter talks about congruence, which is basically the idea of the inside matches the outside. And I think he, he was kind of saying, you know, we want to work hard to make sure what's true, what's true of us inside is outside, like mm-hmm. basically practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. But I would kind of flip it and say, it's already true of you on the inside. Mm-hmm. It just needs to come out mm-hmm. on the outside. Like it's, Jesus has already done everything you need to do, you, you have to do. And so now it's a, it's a matter of digging into that. Okay, what does it mean for me to know that I'm holy mm-hmm. in Christ? Yeah. And you just kind of explore that. That's That's mm-hmm. the Christian life. It's yeah. not do these gray this thing and t- read your, all these things that all the checklists, you know, the, mm-hmm. the new law, mm-hmm. <laughs> Moses law is complete. Now we've got this new law, tithe, grades, vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Really important things. <laughs> and so when, you know, when God sees you, he's declared through Jesus that you're his kid. Mm-hmm. We are his kids. Mm-hmm. We're his, we're right. his precious children. 
Mm. And that's where identity has to be anchored. It's in who God says we are, mm. regardless of the world, regardless mm. of our parents or coaches or teachers. Or culture. Or culture, yes. Mm. It's who God's voice, it's his voice wins every time. Our role is, do we trust that voice? Mm. Do we believe that voice? And so that's where this unevangelized areas of our heart kind of comes in, where we have some kids, they just don't believe that they're worth anything. Mm -hmm. God has showed you your worth everything. He Mm -hmm. died on the cross Mm -hmm. to show you how much you're worth, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this idea of we have to kind of, we're we're, we're learning what our true identity is, like Jason Bourne. Hey, you knew it was coming, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, right? Nice. Episode, the first movie, he didn't know who he was. He had all these skills. He's like, I don't know how I do this. And Jesus, yeah. that's how you know who you are. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Just cut it right there. Yeah. I've been waiting for it. I'm like, I gotta get a name to my... Yeah, so yeah. what do you guys think of that? Am I full of it? No, I, no. I think that's good. Yeah. What are you going to say, Jordan? No, I, I think that's great. Uh, really well said. I, I just think... As thinking through these questions and and comments, you know, kind of going back to that original uh, question um, on what does that what does a culture say, mm-hmm. and then how does that kind of intertwine on what it looks like to be become Christ and I, or have that identity in Christ? And when you when you hold those two questions up together, I think they're synot- they're synonymous a little bit to where I think you can't really have one without the other. If 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 your mm-hmm. identity is based uh, from the culture, well, you're not living in Christ. So right. I think in order to have an identity in Christ, you need to be not so much anti-culture because you you know you want to be a part of the world, right? Of, you just don't be of the world, right? So uh, they kind of go hand in hand. And so um, over the last few years, I've, that's I, this is something I've thought about a lot. And so to dumb it way down, at least for me, because uh, I'm not that smart, so to understand <laughs> it for myself. Um, I feel like there's like three P's, and um, I, I feel like it's uh, performance, and I'm probably going to forget them as, as I do this, but performance, you know, how are people, how, how is someone wowing, you know, what are they doing that's um, showing off or, or gaining followers, and that's a big part, I think, of identity is you think about we're in the digital age, right, so everything is tied to your following mm-hmm. count. How many friends you have on Facebook? How many followers you have on Instagram and or Twitter or whatever? Um, and if it's a low amount, okay, well, you, you probably don't have that great of an identity. Whatever your personal mm-hmm. brand is, uh, is not that strong. So you must not be that cool, this and the other thing, and, and everything else follows. And I think everyone wants to be a leader in that. So in that performance, it's tied to following, and it's tied to uh, how, how can I lead but you can't be a leader if you don't have followers, right? That's kind of the first mm. first rule of leadership is someone you have people to lead, correct? Mm. So um, I, I see that performance um, in that. And then I see production. What are you producing? So now you have this performance. You have this wow factor about you. Uh, okay, from that, what is it that you are producing? Um, are you producing people that are going to be like you? Is that good or bad? Are you producing good content on social media? Are you producing good content in your conversations? What is it that you're producing? And then power. Um, so it's, I think we have this really, uh, everybody wants some sense of power, whether it's in their marriage, uh, in, their, in their job, with their kids, whatever it is, they want some sense of power. And I think all those things really just kind of correlate and, and date each other as you live your life. Um, 
And then you look at Jesus, and I thought about this from something Mm -hmm. Josiah said, um, where, you know, we have this great God, you know, has made everything, has been there, and if you see him, then, like, why wouldn't you want to follow him? Well, it's like a lot of people look at Jesus, and they're like, he was poor, uh, and he was murdered, so must have been that great of a leader, right? So, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people will go into that and go, well, like, well, because of what he's done, it's led to most of the problems and throughout the world because of crusades and etc. Mm-hmm. So, it's like they see that and they just write it all off, and they don't look at just the substance of what he represented mm-hmm. and did. So, uh, it's kind of a weird answer, um, but I just I kind of look at that like they're synonymous, and then there's like these certain subsections of what that looks like in your day-to-day life. And so it's when you do study who Jesus is, and Josh uh, has actually been a great teacher of this for for myself even, um, and just going, okay, if someone is looking at me, should I not embody all of the things that Jesus did and leave it there? You know, so. um, That's good. So when you think about, that's awesome. When you think about teenagers, one of the, this identity thing's so hard because Mm -hmm. they're still figuring out themselves because things are changing and they're mm-hmm. still they're beginning they're kind of re-coming to jesus if they mm-hmm. haven't already yeah and if they have already they're still there's the questions are new their their brains are now developing and they're coming they're kind of unpacking this suitcase of things that church and school or parents have kind of stuffed in there for them and they're kind of pulling it all out and kind of like i don't know if i'd buy this i, mm-hmm. I think this is i'm not sure and so as youth leaders you know we you guys we get to help them unpack those things and answer those questions and deal with those doubts. And it's so important that there are people like you guys, you're not perfect, but you don't have to be perfect, but you love Jesus. And it's so important for those voices to be around them as they're starting to figure out their identity. And the more we can say in a very cool way, (laughs) your identity (laughs) is in Christ. And here's what that means, right? Yeah. You know, that was kind of (laughs) unpack that for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I look at Jordan, I know you coach like, how, how often, and maybe this isn't a coaching technique, but for me, like I would tell uh, when I coached baseball one year, when I'd help with the varsity, I'd just go up to the kid and I'd be like, hey, you're varsity. You're on the team. You got nothing to prove. Go play. Have fun. <laughs> and that's kind of like you're in Christ. You got nothing mm-hmm. to prove. There's no performance necessary. Jesus mm-hmm. did it on the cross. Mm-hmm. Go. Have fun. You know, do what he did. Live the way he, you know, just mm-hmm. have fun with it. There's, there's some freedom in there, but it just takes time to kind of really trust that. Mm. And I think that trust process always takes a long but time. But do you feel like we, and I mean, we kind of hit on a little bit, but we don't, we don't deliver it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we're also working against generations of the opposite of like what you just yeah, said. You're right. You know, and that's where I'm kind of running into because I just had a conversation with a student last night and like, it's this exact thing of like, he's like, I don't know how to walk with Jesus. You know, I've heard this and now you're over here telling me this. Yeah. So it's like, it's going against like the grain of what they've been taught for like their whole lives. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm what kinda, better example of Jesus is that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what did he yeah. do? Yeah. He came in and right. dropped the gauntlet down on this thing called the Old Testament. Yeah. And they're like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> we got to get him out of town. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That's, ex- you're right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. So I just think about that and just like, I would just hope like the next generation after us, which I think is going to be awesome. Like, they're already mm-hmm. leaders in the church. Like, I see some students who are already leading right now. They just don't even know it. But mm-hmm. like, 
I think we just have to begin to just rephrase and retune in the way that we're communicating these things to students and like yeah, so yeah. yeah yeah identity it's a it's a big deal I, I think we just kind of scratched the surface and there's probably all kind of psychological things that play into that on a brain level and we're yeah. just kind of hitting the the idea that um you know our identity is in christ and um if he rose we rose yeah if he died we died mm-hmm. um if he if he's not gonna if he's not gonna watch that movie i'm not gonna watch that movie he's not mm-hmm. gonna sit you know what i mean like we identify with him as much as possible and mm-hmm. um i just think it's a it's such a huge thing just to continue to unpack mm-hmm. i don't think we can ever say it enough maybe not mm-hmm. in the moronic way but i think we should <laughs> keep, keep saying he keeps it. funny to me by the way i love it <laughs> unpacking that you know yeah. like hey you're in christ you know when they students come to you and they're you you know it right it's mm-hmm. usually it's something relational something where they've not they've not done something enough they don't feel yeah. like they're enough and so let me like, hey, ask you this too enough. do you think that the way that when we do talk to students about this stuff I'm being more, I'm starting to ask, like, what do you find your identity in? So, a great so instead of even beginning of like, hey, your identity's in Christ, mm-hmm. why don't we start and look at the root of like, what do you find your identity in? Yeah. You know, because I think, yeah, I think if we, again. We kind I, of identified some of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, already there's the mm-hmm. performance, the grades, success. Yeah. Uh, what mom and dad say. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so minus, you're chipping at those things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think any way we can talk about it on the defensive, on the offensive, however that mm-hmm. works, I think it's it's such a big key. And patience and love, mm-hmm. you know, love them no matter what, being that example of love that's uh, irrationally for them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some students that you come that come in and you're like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't Say know. Say about some of our leaders. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's our role to be like, you know what? Because we know who Jesus is. Yeah. I believe in this kid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe in this kid. I'm going to believe in this kid. I'm going to believe in this kid. Even if everybody in the church is saying, no, don't believe in this kid. That's kind of what we're called to. That's our right. cross to bear. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. I love that about student ministries. I've always mm-hmm. loved that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Yeah. You guys are awesome. All right. That's episode 13, season one. This is our concluding episode for season one of the Orange 13 podcast. Jordan, thanks for joining oh. us. Oh, it's fantastic. Man. Josh, JoJo, thanks for being here. Obviously, you guys are staples in the Orange 13 podcast. It's so fun. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. If you're out there, uh, email us, Instagram us, Facebook it, all those things. Maybe they're there. I have no idea. <laughs> The boys are in charge of that stuff. <laughs> so oh you guys have a great God. rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Orange 13 Podcast. Peace. See ya.